The Ask Theory podcast shines the spotlight on Pinoy scientists from various scientific disciplines. Listen to some of the country's best scientific minds as they explain what they do in simple terms and share fascinating stories of how they got into science, the incredible things they've learned about the world around us, and so much more. Hello, Peach. Good evening sa'yo dyan. Good morning dito sa amin. And welcome to the Ask Theory Podcast. Hello, Mikael. I'm so glad to be here with you in this episode. At good morning dyan. Namimiss ko na ang Pilipinas. Nandito ako sa Michigan, sa US. Wow. Oo nga eh. Nakwento mo nga sa'kin na... It's been a while. Tama ba? It's been a while since you were last here? Oo. Siguro yung last time kong nasa Pilipinas ay 2019. Oh. Pandemic, dapat uuwi sana ako pero wala, hindi makauwi. So, yun. Oo, okay. Busy, no? Before the, before COVID. <laughs> Oo, super, Oo. super. Tapos ngayon din, after COVID. Pero, okay naman. <laughs> <laughs> Ay. Oh. Parang ano nga eh, like, makuwento ko lang, parang it's, it, the, the past two years is just, I've, I've been telling my friends nga that the past two years feels just like a, a one big blob of Of, uh, of random dates. It doesn't really feel like two years have passed. And at the same time, it feels like it's been so long. Ang weird eh. The, the, y- yung concept natin of time has been slightly broken, I think. <laughs> Tama. Parang may time na feeling ko today and tomorrow and the next day. Parang nag-fuse na lang siya sa isang day. Yeah. So pare-pareho lang yung ginagawa. No, lalo na pag gitna ng week, yung work week, tapos parang hindi na natatapos yung ginagawa. Parang it feels, it feels like one long day <laughs> in the middle of the week. So, let's talk a little bit about you. What you do right now, and that all-important question of how you fell in love with STEM, specifically your chosen field. Ayun, okay. Thank you, Mikael. So, I'm Felici May or Peach Arenas, and I'm currently a PhD student at the University of Michigan. And I've, I've been doing science for quite a long time, maybe more than 10 years. How I started to like science. So, kasama ko dun sa mga bata na mahilig sa encyclopedia, ganyan, sa Discovery Channel, National Geographic. So, yun, kasama ko dun. So, from there, parang I did my high school at Philippine Science High School sa Diliman. Tapos, so parang doon yun yung talagang feeling ko na instrumental sa to nourish my love for science. Ano? we were exposed to different science and technology tools, ganyan. So, yun yung first time ko na makagamit ng telescope, ganyan. Tapos nakita ko yung Saturn, tapos parang super late lang niya, pero parang super, wow, kaya ko palang makita yung Saturn, ganyan. Tapos, first time kong gumamit ng microscopes, ganyan, maka-work on bacteria, etc. Tapos, may iba pa sa amin na nag-work on robotics. Para sa akin, para siyang sandbox, na parang ang dami naming daming binibigay sa amin ng mga laruan na for science, ganyan. Tapos, so, super cool. Tapos, dun talaga, sabi ko, okay, for the rest of my life, I want to do science. So, interested ako sa cells, tsaka sa DNA, ganyan. So, simula nung fourth year, high school, actually, second year, and then third year, fourth year, I thought that, okay, ito talaga pinaka-interesting for me. Tapos, so, college, I went to UP Diliman. Tapos, I did molecular biology and biotechnology, which I think a lot of your guests also had in college. <laughs> Yun. So, same. Gusto pa rin siya. 
Tapos, afternoon I went to IRI, International Rice Research Institute sa Los Baños, Laguna. Tapos, I worked in a team where our goal was to develop a variety of rice na high in iron and zinc, which are important nutrients, lalo sa atin, ano, sa developing countries. Ganyan. So, from there, I wanted to do more. I wanted to do a PhD because I wanted to learn how to do science better. So, ngayon, I'm doing my PhD in Molecular, Cellular, and Developmental Biology sa University of Michigan, where I'm currently studying how cells work. Ano ba yung ultimate goal mo as someone working in STEM? If if you could just condense it to a single sentence. But but you can explain it. You can elaborate on that after. Yes. So maganda yung sinabi mo ano, na para ang dami nating natututunan. So, okay. Ito na start ng sentence. I see science as the process of finding out or rigorously approximating the truth using the tools that we have in science and ultimately using that truth to benefit mankind and the world we live in. Yung explanation ko doon ay parang, yun nga, ang dami nating information na pwedeng malaman. Tapos parang yung mga information na yun, magagamit natin to make new drugs, ganyan, make new therapies, tas solve climate change, ganyan, or parang mitigate climate change. Ayun, just make it better for everybody. Oh. And yun nga eh, parang it's a recurring message with most of the, actually all of the Astory podcasts, na when you're working in the field of science, para sa benefit of the majority or, you know, for the common good, to improve the quality of life of not just people, but, you know, everyone and everything on the planet. So, ang ganda, ang ganda ng iyong mission statement. But that brings to mind, and this is, this is mostly an anecdotal experience, so I don't know if this holds true for a lot of people. But, oddly enough, when I hear about people talking about science or about science courses, parang hindi pareho ang pagtingin. I, would, I don't want to say evaluate, pero yung pag-regard, I guess, let's just say, the way some people regard certain science courses is different, not necessarily lower or higher, but different from, you know, other sciences. And I want to get your thoughts on that. Kasi napapansin ko ngayon talaga in conversations like, oh, anong course mo? Ganyan, ganyan. Ah, okay. Ako, ako science yung course ko. Eh. Pero, pero nung nakikinig ako, parang science naman pareho yung course nila. So, ano ba yung thoughts mo on the differences or yung perceived differences or actual differences between yung mga tinatawag na basic sciences and yung mga sciences that are applied? I see. Yeah, oo. So, magandang tanong yan, ano? Parang, oo, parang feeling ko nga nung college ako na I had that sense na parang merong quote-unquote, better sciences or parang higher sciences, lower sciences. Pero parang hindi, hindi yun maganda, no? Kasi parang hindi naman talaga comparable yung different sciences. Marami silang differences on their own. Tapos they have their own function, ganyan. So dapat hindi natin kinukompare. So yung sa tanong mo na basic sciences tsaka applied sciences, so para siyang dalawang major branches ng science. So parang applied science also called directed research, ganyan. So parang, this is the type of science that tackles specific problems and goals to directly help mankind, maybe immediately. Ano, parang, bawa medical research, ganyan. Research na naghahanap ng gamot. Or halimbawa, yung work ko nun sa IRI, di ba parang, we're trying to develop a variety of rice that will be more nutritious and directly help the people who eat it. 
Tapos, ito rin yung para mga engineering, sciences, ganyan, improving our current technologies. So, itong mga applied sciences na to, they will have a direct impact on our health, on the economy, etc. On the other hand, meron din yung isa pang branch, which is basic science, or also known as fundamental science, or blue sky science, or curiosity-driven science. Ito yung tinatawag na parang science for knowledge sake. Kung narinig mo na yung term na yun. Yes. Actually, narinig ko na rin yung blue sky science kaya ako natawa. Like, I, na- natutuwa ako dun. I like that term. Anyway, sorry. Continue. <laughs> Ay, oo. Sige, oo. Actually, gusto ko din yung term na yun. Parang, Ganda ang, yun, origin, <laughs> ang origin daw nung, nung term na yun ay parang may mga types ng sciences. Yung blue sky science. You're trying to answer, halimbawa, mga types of questions na why is the sky blue? Sky blue. <laughs> Ganyan. Tapos parang seemingly random questions, ano, na parang wala naman talagang direct implication. So, ayun, why is the sky blue? How do our cells work? Ganyan. Tapos, ano bang kinakain ng mga dinosaur nung buhay pa sila? Ganyan. Tapos, bakit ba tayo humihikab or sinisino? Ganyan. Tapos, ano pa bang alam mo? May naisip ka ba? Uh, yung mga curiosity-driven stuff. Oh. Bakit ganito yung kulay ng dagat kapag tinignan mo siya? Or yes. bakit namumula-mula ang sunset? Yung mga... Oh. Oh. Tapos so parang ano lang, answering questions about the wonders of the earth. Parang ganyan, ano? Tapos yeah. so parang ito yung mga questions na tinatry sagutin ng basic science research. Tapos, yun. So ito nga yung research na seemingly ay walang immediate or direct application pero it pushes the boundaries of human knowledge no so parang yung gaya nga nung sinabi ko dun sa ultimate goal ko as a scientist i want to seek the truth yun so parang yung basic science yun yung purpose niya baka iniisip mo bakit ba natin kailangan pag-aksayahan ng oras to yung basic science. So, baka dun, dun, baka dun kumakonect yung tanong mo na bakit may lesser science, may better science. No? Or oh, parang... Oh. Nag- perception. Oo. Parang nag-aaksaya ka lang ng oras. Ganyan. Tapos, natutunan ko na nandito na ako nag-aaral sa, sa US. Ha? Parang merong American senator. Hindi ko alam kung na, narinig mo na pangalan niya, si Vannevar Bush. So, siya ay American senator scientific advisor siya ng some president after the war. Parang ganun. So, parang before the war, ang daming ininvest ng US sa, sa science to help them have power, ganyan. as parang, or to help them kung magkaroon ng war. Tapos, nung tapos na yung war, dami nilang pera. Ang naisip ng government ay, saan ba natin gagamitin tong maraming perang to? Tapos, parang, why not invest in research? Tapos, itong si Vannevar Bush, ang philosophy niya ay we should invest on basic science. So, curiosity-driven science. Parang meron siyang sinulat na essay. Ang tawag ay Science, the Endless Frontier. Ang goal ng government ay just to fund different labs or groups ganyan. As they can do whatever they want. Tapos, that can lead to new discoveries that eventually can be used to do something productive. Parang ganyan. Tapos, So, yung isa sa main tenets ng philosophy niya ay there has to be some sense of randomness and serendipity to discover something that is out of the box. 
that can really be useful and groundbreaking. Example noon, dating dati pa si Archimedes, ganyan no. No, kumiga siya sa bathtub. Tas ah, nalaman niya, ah okay, pag yung bigat ko ay equivalent siya sa dami ng tubig na matatapon, ganyan. Tas yun yung ah, eureka moment. Tapos si Newton nung umupo siya sa apple tree, nalaglagan siya ng apple. Tapos yung random event na yun led him to the discovery of gravity. Tapos, ano pa bang alam mo? Yeah, yung mga iba-ibang anecdotes that some are medyo embellished. Pero, obviously, pero others are parang generally yung based in truth. Na observational, ano. At the moment, actually, yan yung mga pinaka-popular examples na, and then when you when you mentioned that nga, naisip ko aga yung, yung displacement. And then yung that story of the apple, which is actually maraming versions. May ibang version na parang he was just looking out his window. And then there's another version where he just remembered yung apple na, na para na, na-observe yung apple na nahulog. Pero, you know, it's it's not like we can ask them. The spirit of that, the spirit of that never-ending sense of asking questions and leading to discoveries na many, many years later, centuries later, napaka-importante pala. So definitely, yeah, I agree with you. Oh, at na naalala ko din yung CRISPR. Alam mo ba yung origin story uh, ng CRISPR? Uh, okay. Maybe you can tell us more about that. Actually, iba, it was awarded Nobel Prize this year. Tapos, pero parang matagal na pala siya. There are many, many, many researches na that led to it being developed. Ano, parang one of those ay parang, napanood ko lang, parang sabi niya, ano daw, merong isang yogurt factory, ganyan. So, to make yogurt, kailangan mo ng bacteria, di ba? Tapos, may mga certain strains ng bacteria na laging namamatay. So, parang yung yogurt ay hindi natutuloy siyang ma-ferment or something, or pangit yung quality. Pero, may mga other bacteria naman na actually nakaka-survive sila. Tapos, nalaman nila na kaya pala namamatay yung mga certain bacteria ay kasi may mga viruses dun sa area. Tapos, may mga bacteria na hindi resistant dun sa virus, so namamatay, pangit yung yogurt. Tapos, meron din naman mga bacteria na resistant dun sa viruses. Tapos, chinek nila yung DNA sequence. Apparently, merong certain DNA sequence dun sa resistant bacteria, making them immune to those viruses. Tapos, many, 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 many years, some other people found na yung sequences na yun ay part siya ng quote-unquote immune system ng bacteria against viruses. Tapos many, many years after, yun na yung nakatulong dun sa pag-discover ng CRISPR as a tool for gene editing. So, hindi talaga siya connected sa start, pero parang eventually, it led to something really, really useful. Ang ganda nga ng ganyang perception on science. And I especially like the story you shared about the U.S. Senator, si Vannevar Bush, who prioritized basic science, or, or at least recognized the value of investing in science. And I hope na, I mean, don't we all? I hope na, I think we all would like to see some stronger support from our senators, from our lawmakers, na fundamentals ang ina-address sa science, and not just band-aid solutions. Mm-hmm. That's right. Tsaka, pero parang ano naman, it's a balance. Parang, They go hand in hand. Yung basic science, tsaka applied science. Kasi meron kang immediate needs as a country. So, kailangan mong supportahan yung applied sciences. Pero, parang yun nga, kailangan mo ng reserve. Kailangan mo ng some funding, not super small, para dun sa basic sciences. Tapos, 
Ayun si Vanny Bar- Vanny Barbush pa rin. Sabi niya yung basic sciences, parang he treats it as, as a wild garden. Ganyan. So, parang scientists randomly nagtatanim ng seeds that will generate new ideas. Ganyan. Pero, parang yung mga recent policymakers dito sa Amerika, parang sabi nila, okay, maganda yung concept ng wild garden, pero we should also think of science as a farm. Kailangan nating i-cultivate yung basic sciences na yun for something that is more useful, parang gano'n. So, they go hand in hand. Tapos, actually, nakausap ko recently si Yusek Rowena Guevara ng DOSP. Apparently, alumna niya siya ng Michigan. Tapos, nakonect kami through some tita, ganyan. So, nakausap ko siya. Tapos, sabi niya, parang yun nga, yung DOSP, daming finafan na research, pero majority pa rin ay directed science, directed research, pero they are giving some funding for basic sciences. Gaya nung nabanggit niya yung Lagundi Research. It has been going on for parang 25 years. Ganyan. It keeps getting funding. Ganyan. Tapos parang just to learn more about it. Parang, pero hindi naman talaga nag-expect ng agad-agad na resulta. Parang ganyan. So, pero hindi ko alam yung statistics kung how much is invested in what branch. Pero... Maganda nga na merong substantial amount for for basic science. Uh, I agree. Naalala ko na, yeah, it was the story of saccharin. Yeah, and it was a chemist, Constantine Falberg. So, sugar, sugar siya substitute. Ng, yes, oh, so kumakain siya ng tinapay and then tataka siya bakit ang tamis nung kanyang kinakain. And then he realized that it wasn't the bread, it was actually his hands. And then... Oh. Although he said he said that he had washed, but general consensus or what most people think is that he didn't wash properly. It's funny because while we all advocate, you know, washing hands properly, this discovery came about because someone may not have washed his hands properly. <laughs> oh. So I love how this discussion went into yung, yung talagang value of having basic science and applied sciences hand in hand investing in mm-hmm. it and just you know, generally not treating one type of science or one approach to science as necessarily superior or inferior to the other kasi oh. you know sabi mo nga partner yan for full development kailangan natin yun pareho so this time i want you to to talk more about your work no yung yung piling ko nasa ano na tayo eh yung yung medyo applied papunta ng applied pero research or more on discovering things about the human body. So, mm-hmm. when I read yung, your research topic on ubiquitin ligases and decluttering enzymes, I'm not even sure I pronounced that correctly, but we'll find out in a few seconds. I have to admit that this is not a familiar topic to me. I, I do remember some of my basic stuff I learned about human anatomy, biology, cells, uh, and you know, a lot tayo, alam natin yung mitochondria, Powerhouse wow. cell, blah, blah, blah. It's a joke, like, yeah, diba? It's, it's a joke uh, at this point. It's a meme. But let's expand our horizons and maybe you can tell us what these are and what you've learned from them during the course of your study. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell, I'm trying to understand how our cells get rid of junk. So, kung paano ba nila natatapon yung mga basura nila. So, actually, ang pinag-aaralan ko ay hindi human cells. Ang pinag-aaralan ko ay yeast cells. So, para dun sa mga listeners na nag-bake-bake nung lockdown, familiar sila sa yeast, ito nilalagay sa tinapay or sa beer. Bakit yeast and not human cells? So, first of all, 
madaling gamitin yung yeast cells. Tapos single cells sila, so hindi sila ganun ka-complex. Tapos maraming processes actually sa bacteria, sa yeast, until humans na conserve. So ibig sabihin, present sila sa lahat ng organisms na yun. Tapos, ginagamit namin yung yeast as a tool para maging simple yung process. Pero, marami pa rin kaming matututunan na ap- can be applied to human cells. So, my research, I'm trying to understand how our cells get rid of junk. So, to start, I like telling a story of how our cells are like our homes. So, parang may mga gamit, ganyan. Tapos, sometimes may mga bagay na hindi na natin kailangan, pero tinatago pa rin, pa rin natin. Ano, bawa yung lumang cellphone, ganyan, tapos yung mga damit na hindi nakasya sa atin. I don't know about you, maybe marami kang books or comic books na hindi mo na kinabasa. So these things, ano sila? Junk. Tapos they take space in our lives and cause stress. So recently, people have realized the value of decluttering. So nag-declutter ka na ba ever or nung lockdown? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so, so, yun. So, paano ka nag-decide na kung ano yung mga bagay na itatapon mo? So, siguro, chinek mo ano yung mga bagay na sira, tapos yung hindi nakasya sa'yo, or kung pagkain siya, kung panis na siya, or mabaho na siya. Ganyan. So, tapos, yun nga, si Marie Kondo, ang ginagamit niya ay joy. Parang things that spark joy, tatago niya, tapos yung mga hindi, tatapon. So, Our cells actually go through the same decision-making process. Tapos, so our cells have thousands of proteins that do specific functions. Some proteins help build the structure of the cell. Tapos may mga proteins that bring in nutrients. May proteins that, that metabolize those nutrients. And then many of these proteins are actually made on demand. So hindi sila laging nasa cells natin. Ginagawa lang sila pag kailangan sila. Tapos, pag tapos na yung function nila, kailangan na silang itapon. Otherwise, pwede silang mag-accumulate sa cell. Tapos, that accumulation can actually become toxic. Tapos, pag sobrang dami nila, tapos di na sila kailangan, yung iba sa kanila nasisira, na-expire, na- nag-mimisfold, tapos that can lead to disease. So, At the center of this decision-making process of what proteins to throw out, what pro- proteins to keep, are these enzymes that I'm studying called ubiquitin ligases, which we can just call decluttering enzymes. So, tong mga enzymes na to, they act as a surveillance system. So, they look out constantly for proteins that are misfolded, proteins that are no longer functional or needed. Tapos... These enzymes, they attach a tag, a molecular tag called ubiquitin. So parang pag nakita nila, ah, itong protein na to, hindi na to kailangan. Lalagyan nila ng ubiquitin. Tapos, that ubiquitin serves as a molecular signal for the cells to identify na, okay, let's degrade this protein. Tapos yun, yun yung process. Tapos, so let's go back to that analogy na nung nagde-declutter ka. These decluttering enzymes, they cannot see, they cannot feel, and they don't know what things spark joy. So how does it know what proteins to destroy? So what I found in my research is that they actually rely on shape. These proteins, for them to function, para silang ano, puzzle pieces. So meron silang specific shape that fit into each other. Tapos, what I found is that 
pag yung certain protein ay functional, it has a certain shape. Let's say, bilog siya, ganyan. Pero pag hindi na siya functional, nag-iiba siya ng shape. Let's say, para na siyang star shape, ganyan. Tapos, these ubiquitin ligases can detect the shape changes kasi merong mga na-expose na parts ng proteins na dati ay hindi. Tapos, it recognizes those parts, binds to that protein, allows them to have a stable interaction. Tapos, allowing that ubiquitin tag to be placed there and tells the cell na, okay, time to degrade this protein. So, basically yun. Tapos, during the process, I use different tools. I use microscopy, I use uh, western blots, ganyan. Tapos, some cloning, ganyan. Tapos, today, actually, I was purifying some proteins. And then, because we wanted to use electron microscope to check, to see, actually, kung ano yung shape ng protein. So, parang, ganyan. Parang super, super exciting lang. Naalala ko yung kanina yung usapan natin basic sciences and applied sciences. And, and normally, you know, when people hear about yung mga ganitong research, ang naiisip agad nila, ano ba yung practical yes. applications niyan, di ba? Yung mga ganong oh. tanong. Have you experienced that? Oo, oh, oh, super. So, oo, oh, tama ka. Itong research ko ngayon ay considered as basic research. Wala siyang immediate help. Pero, parang, oo, oh, oh, I have been asked, okay, ano, para saan ba to? Bakit ba kailangan ko? So, parang, ang sagot ko dyan ay, If we can understand how our cells naturally target and degrade these harmful proteins or these proteins that are no longer needed, maybe in the future, maybe some other scientist can use this knowledge to design drugs or like therapeutics that can be used to deliberately target harmful proteins that cause disease. So for example, ano ba yung mga diseases na dahil may accumulation ng protein. Immediately, I can think of Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. Parang ito ay due sa mga protein aggregates that eventually form plaques that block connections between neurons. So, if we can find a way to deliberately target those plaques, kasi gawa sila sa protein, then it would be super great. Tapos, cancer. Parang, apparently, dun sa surface ng cancer cells, Sobrang daming proteins called uh, multi-drug transporters. So, ito yung proteins na immediately pinapump out nila yung drugs. So, kung meron kang cancer cells as dalagyan mo ng anti-cancer drug, ang gagawin ng protein na yun ay ipapump out, iluluwa niya lang yung, yung, yung drug na yun. So, that makes cancer cells hard to treat. So, if we can find a way to target those multi-drug transporters, then maybe we can make the battle against cancer relatively easier. Tapos ano pa ba? COVID, tsaka other viruses. So, ano yung pinaka-sikat na protein sa coronavirus? Yung spike protein, di ba? If we can also target that spike protein using natural cellular pathways, if you can push the cell to do that on its own, Maybe we can find new therapeutics to stop another pandemic. Yeah, ganda. I can tell na ano yan, na your, your answer, nahasa yan ng ano, nahasa yan ng experiences mo na, you know, having to explain or communicating, di ba, communicating your research. Kasi I've told people in the past, this isn't a particularly new insight naman from me, but I like sharing it na the research that is changing our lives now or the products that we are enjoying right now 
that make our lives convenient are from research, which was built upon research, which was built upon research. You may not see the benefits of something now, pero pwedeng building block yan of something great to come that future generations will enjoy or that can solve major problems here on the planet. Pero hindi lang natin, natin nakita ngayon kasi hindi pa na na-explore yung full dimensions ng imahinasyon or creativity na kasi wala pa nga yung fundamentals. You're still looking for it. And when it's there, you can work with it and build something better or something greater. Ano ba yung biggest challenges na na-encounter mo when you're talking to other people about science? And ano ba yung pwedeng tips na ma-share mo sa mga science communicator kagaya ko or kagaya ng mga nakikinig sa podcast na to? Actually, parang yung basic research, medyo challenging siya to communicate kasi parang far removed siya sa application. Kaya, ang hirap ma-appreciate. Paano ba? Siguro tips, parang find analogies, ganyan. Bawa yung ayos yung bahay, ganyan, tas yung decluttering, Marie Kondo. Pero, in my experience, hindi siya ganun, hindi siya madali. Para sa akin, it was an iterative process. Parang I had to go through different types of analogies. Tas maybe took me years to find a nice one that I like and other people like. Ganyan. Tapos, to help you in that process, I think it would be good to talk to a lot of non-science people. My first experience trying to explain my research ay nung nagpapagupit ako ng buhok dito sa US. Tapos, your hairdresser, tell me about your research, ganyan-ganyan. Tapos sabi niya, Madami daw siyang nakausap, parang pag sinasabi yung research nila, they go into so much detail, so much jargon, ganyan-ganyan-ganyan. Tapos sabi niya, I kind of wish na parang yun nga, mas accessible, tas mas big picture. Tapos sabi niya, oh ikaw, ano yung research mo? Sabi ko, I'm trying to understand how cells work. Tapos yun lang, tapos na, tapos na. Tapos sabi niya, ah, okay, big picture. Tapos sobrang awkward na pagkatapos. Tapos parang from that moment, sabi ko, oh no, kailangan ko talagang pag-igihan na pag-isipan kung paano ko i-communicate tong science ko na medyo obscure. Tapos, I talk to more people. May mga Pilipino dito na Fulbright Scholars na naka-interact ko. Yeah, hindi sila STEM majors. Feeling ko pag kinakausap ko sila, meron ako agad self-imposed barrier na they won't understand. Parang ganun niniisip ko. Pero parang merong isang person... She told me, try me, ganyan. Tapos, we went through the process na one by one by one, ganyan. Tapos, siguro parang natakot ako na I don't want to alienate this person. Pero parang, in the end, alam mo yun, kaya naman pala namin together na pag-usapan. Yun nga, siguro, just talk to more people and keep improving kung paano ba i-describe yung, yung research mo. Due to your experiences in studying and working in science, both here in the Philippines and in the United States, I want to sort of get some insights from you. Kasi para sa akin, very interesting yung different approaches to science education or even just regarding you know, how we regard science. Doon sa dalawang bansa na yun. So as a Pinay scientist with this kind of experience, ano ba yung mga observations na share mo regarding what, these two countries have in common and where they differ. Maybe, you know, ano bang pwedeng ma-improve ng Pilipinas sa, sa STEM? Oh, yung first observation, of course, ay yung funding. So, sobrang laki ng funding ng US sa science. Tapos, I'm sure you've heard yung procurement, ganyan. Oh my, yung, yung procurement <laughs> issues. Alam mo yung, 
Natutunan ko yung ibig sabihin ng word na procurement in this context dahil sa mga scientists na nagsasabi sa akin about how difficult it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Oo, parang dito mag-order ka ng something two days nandiyan na, ganyan. Tapos, pero my experience sa Pilipinas, it can take several months. Tapos, ang daming kailangan mag-approve, ganyan. So, sana we can make it more efficient. Tapos, sa classes, sa science education, so, I had experience teaching college students dito kasi part siya ng task namin as PhD students. Ang isang major observation ko ay yung mga students dito ang hilig magtanong. Tapos, they are encouraged to ask questions actually. Kunwari, merong sobrang gandang tanong tapos hindi alam ng teacher. Sasabihin lang ng teacher na, oh, that's a very good question. We don't know yet. Parang ganun, or I don't know. Based sa experience ko, dati sa Pilipinas, parang feeling ko, ako as a student, ayoko nun na nagtatanong ng question kasi I didn't want to look stupid or parang, ah, baka kasi hindi ako nakinig, ganyan. Tapos meron din mga teachers na nagagalit, ganyan. Oo. Eh, grabe, naalala ko, sorry, naalala ko tuloy yung may one time nagtanong ko tapos parang sabi, tignan mo na lang sa libro. Parang, eh, kaya ako nagtatanong kasi nga wala nga sa libro. Okay. Ayun, parang super talagang encourage and empowered yung students na magtanong. Kasi tama nga naman, yung science, it stems from asking questions. So, we should encourage that behavior. Tapos, ano ba ba? Yung PowerPoints, sinesend sa mga students dito before class. So, parang nakita na nila yung buong PowerPoint bago, tas i-discuss ulit sa class. Feeling ko super helpful no, na naintindihan mo na siya on your own. Tapos, i-remind ka na lang sa, sa class or parang i-enrich yung knowledge mo na yun kaysa nung bawa nung college ako. First time ko makikita yung PowerPoint as hindi ko pa siya nagigets. Next slide na. Feeling ko those little things can help. Hindi ko alam yung current K-12 system kung if they've made changes pero feeling ko napakagandang small change nun. Ayun, research experience. Nung college ako, nagkaroon talaga ako ng hands-on research experience nung nagsisis ako. Tapos fourth year na ako nun. Graduating na ako. Pero dito, sobrang bata pa lang yung mga students. As early as first year, binibigyan na sila ng experience na mag-work sa lab. Tapos, kahit hugas-hugas lang ng glassware, ganyan. Tapos nood-nood sa mga graduate students. Pero at least nandun na sila sa lab. So, as the earlier we can get people to do science, the better. Siguro ang masasabi ko advantage naman ng Philippine environment sa, sa science, compared sa US, parang mas empowered yung women sa Pilipinas kaysa sa US. So, parang dito, sobrang may call for feminism, ganyan-ganyan, women, support women. Tapos parang sa Pilipinas, hindi ko nakita yung need for that. I mean, marami pa rin kailangan improve for gender equality, pero parang nakakaangat tayo as Filipinos sa pag-empower sa women. Mas friendly din yung atmosphere sa Philippines. Yung mga magkaka-work, ganyan, sa lab. More of you treat each other as family, ganyan. Pero sa US, parang medyo kanya-kanya. Not as friendly. Yeah, Feeling ko ano eh, these are specific cultural norms and quirks, I would say, differences that nagre-reflect sila even in STEM. Like yung, yung nabanggit mo yung pagiging friendly. I think may basis in truth yung we generally are very warm and cordial, very welcoming. And yung ating familial bonds 
they tend to to spill over even in the workplace. So hindi uncommon yung stories na parang even when in work you treat your office mates as family, like an extension of family or a different family. So maybe dun po mapasok yung aspect na yan. Pero napaisip tuloy ako na when there's a Filipino scientist who has something, does something really big abroad, sobrang big deal niya dito. Like, and it's great kasi we really have to recognize excellence, the Pinoy excellence na pang global, ano talaga tayo, pang worldwide tayo, yan. Oo. Pero, ganun ng, ganun kalakas ang spirit of Pinoy pride natin that I don't think I see that in other countries na parang, in other countries it just seems like, ah, oh, okay, there's an American scientist in Europe who did this and that. Okay, okay. Pero tayo, pag may, pag may scientist na Pinoy na ano, and then, I'm not, again, talagang clinarify, I'm not saying that we shouldn't I mean, I am very proud personally of the Filipino scientists who are making waves abroad. But why is it na ganun ang pagtingin natin compared sa ibang bansa? Oo nga eh, parang hindi ko rin super sure, pero parang napapansin ko nga din yun na we give attention to, tama naman, parang Filipinos are naturally talented, hardworking, passionate, no? Kaya talagang magagaling tayo. Feeling ko maganda nga yun na imitrate natin sila as role models para mga Pilipino, parang that's something to aim for, no? Pero parang, minsan, ang masama doon, parang baka hanggang ganun na lang, na parang okay, ni-recognize natin these Filipinos. Pero meron tayong expectation na hindi kasi natin kaya yun, kaya nagugula tayo pag merong ganung news, parang ganun. So parang meron tayong self-imposed na expectation na mediocre lang ang kaya natin. I don't know, parang kung cultural siya, or siguro colonial, colonialism. Yung isa sa mga natutunan ko dito sa US, sobrang pinopromote yung DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Kasi dito sa US, madaming iba-ibang races, di ba? Tapos parang may mga racism, ganyan. Tapos kaya merong push sa ganun, na to make systems better, kasi nagkakaroon ng stereotype threat na tinatawag. Not sure if you've heard the term, pero parang yun yung halimbawa, ako, hindi ako American. So, alam ko na na I'm not as good as Americans. Kahit hindi naman totoo, meron na akong barrier sa sarili ko na I'm never gonna be as good as them. So, yun kaya yung nangyayari sa atin as a country. Na meron tayong stereotype threat na I'm never gonna be as good as other countries. So, parang pag merong isa or dalawa or tatlong Pilipino nag-break through that, that wall, parang nagugula tayo, tas sobrang saya natin, parang ganun. Sana nga ay... Other than recognizing these Filipinos, which is good, sana inaayos din natin yung system sa Philippines, ano, para parang we can all be excellent. Ikaw ba? Ano bang naisip mo about that? You know, first I love that you said yung, yung how you ended it. Yung we, uh, sana ganun ayusin natin so we can all be excellent. Kasi I 100% agree. And another thing, ang pagtingin ko dyan is, tama yun, I agree with the issue that you brought up. Yung maybe it's a self-imposed limitation. But another possible danger I see is that yung standards natin for excellence, nalilimit natin to, ah, kailangan we have to make waves abroad. Therefore, kailangan pumunta tayo abroad. And I see that as a danger because not only does it become an aspiration na makaalis dito, but also yung efforts ng mga taong nandito are automatically perhaps perceived as lesser. Kasi, ah, nasa Pilipinas lang eh. Pero kung pang-worldwide yung research mo or kung nasa Amerika ka na ikipagsabayan ka sa mga banyagang siyentipiko, ay napakagaling mo. 
which I don't think should be the way we look at science, that uh, Filipino science. So definitely agree with you. Kailangan strengthen ang local support for science dito. Beyond lip service, beyond just saying na, na yeah, let's promote science. And I really think that our government agencies are doing a good job naman of promoting research in their own ways. But I think there's room for improvement. There's room for actual material support. And if we don't do this soon enough, perhaps that existing perception of excellence being equated to anything foreign or anything abroad, baka hindi na natin mabura yun o maitama. Oo, oh, tama. Tsaka maganda yung sinabi mo, ano na, parang, minsan kasi parang, feeling ko ako din, siguro part of the reason why I came here, kasi parang feeling ko at some point, I felt a little hopeless, na parang, oh, okay, walang masyadong research opportunities, walang masyadong research support sa Philippines, ang baba ng funding, blah, blah, blah. As I've heard stories na yung, yun nga, parang may mga RA na hindi nakatanggap ng sweldo, ganyan-ganyan, for, for several months. So, parang ako, oh, ayoko noon. So, alis na lang ako. Yun nga, nakausap, di ba nakausap ko si Dr. Guevara? Yeah. Nagulat ako na ang dami niyang sinabi sa akin na parang current na ginagawa ng DOST. So, sabi ko, wow, sobrang dami pala. Tapos, so, super exciting projects, ganyan. Tapos, pero hindi natin siya alam as a public. Mm-mm. Parang yun nga, nagkakaroon ng sense of hopelessness na hindi uh, naman maganda yung science sa Philippines. Yun. Maganda yung ginagawa ng DOSC, pero parang siguro from the higher up, from the government, sana more funding, more advertising, and Focus, funding. Eh, parang ano, ah, yeah, talking about it. More, more yes. of a, parang, oh, sumali kayo dito. Oh, oh, oh i-promote, ganyan. Hopefully, we can build the Philippine science and technology research more. Parang ganun. Or at least we promote it better. 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was a, like, adami ko natutunan from you sa episode na to. Not just about your research, but lumawak yung, yung horizons ko about how science is being done and regarded or treated abroad compared to, you know, yung Philippine setting. Because para sa akin, ano eh, yun nga eh, uh, it's, it's important na, we always talk about being globally competitive, yung ha, mm-hmm. hahabol tayo, sasabay tayo, pero when yes. will that happen? Kailangan gawin na natin. And you know, by listening to experiences from scientists like you, na talagang nakapagtrabaho na sa ganyang environment, I think there's a lot we can learn from and apply here. But for people who maybe want to talk to you, maybe to expand upon this topic, or maybe, hopefully, may mga nakikinig dyan who, who, who can do something about it and want to know more about what can be done to improve science here in the Philippines. Ano ba yung best way to contact you? Best way to contact me right now ay through email. So you can contact me through f-m-a-r-i-n-e-s at umich, u-m-i-c-h dot e-d-u. Tsaka Twitter, not super active, pero you can send me a message at Teach underscore Arines, A-R-I-N-E-S. Alright. And just one thing that I wanted to add, naalala ko bigla dun sa, sa usapan natin kanina about basic science and applied sciences. And part of the, re- feeling ko ano to, parang reflection din to ng how we regard science here. Yung, yung talk about space science. <laughs> Medyo fairly new na na-establish yung Philippine Space Agency. I think this was just a, a, like, two or three years ago. And you know, space science is growing here in the Philippines. But we still get a lot of questions about, eh, ano ba ang silbi ng space science, di ba? Ano bang, bakit ka mag... Gusto ko, ang pinaka-favorite ko yung 
yung tanong na, ang dami-dami problema sa Earth, bakit mo gugustahin pumunta sa buwan or sa Mars? So, <laughs> and and I, I hear this from fellow Filipinos. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. It's, it's a funny question. It's a simplistic way of putting things, but it's also, you have to acknowledge the, the hilarity and the inherent humor in that question. But also, it, it's a reflection of how we just really tend to value results-driven science. Yung mga parang, ah, kailangan may produkto tong ano na to. And maybe, para sa akin, one of the things we can do to improve science here in the Philippines is to maybe stop looking at, stop assigning value to science based on just what we can get immediately out of it. Agree with you talaga na build on the foundations and maybe just stop, wag tayong masyadong maningil <laughs> ng, oh, ano yan, anong, anong silbi niyan, parang nagugutom tayo dito, dami-dami natin problema. Sana hindi maging ganun ang pagtingin natin sa siyensya lagi. Kasi, you know, while while science does solve problems, hindi naman yan instant noodles na bubuusan mo lang ng tubig tapos andyan na yung, tada, ito na yung solusyon sa traffic. Diba? <laughs> it's, it's, diba? Uh, it's, it's, it's built upon research. So sana maging magbago yung pananaw na yun. Wala lang, naalala ko lang. Tsaka, oh, oh, yung related dun sa Philippine Science Agency, tinanong ko din yan kay, or similar kay, ano, kay Doc Deb. Tapos sabi niya, the way they sold it to Congress, yung PSA, I, it can be used for, to think of ways to mitigate the effects of climate change. So, yeah, so useful. Tapos sabi nila, napakadaling ibenta through that way to, to Congress. Tapos yun nga, related din dun sa sinabi mo, we can think of science as a process of discovery. So, kung titingnan may mga Nobel Prize winners, so a lot of them started not really thinking about a specific goal, a lot of them started doing basic science. Tapos, one of them said si John Polanyi. Sabi niya, you can't tell people what to discover. Because if you tell them, it's not a discovery anymore. So parang yun yung kagandaan sa science. Parang, yun nga, there's sort of serendipity, randomness, or a spontaneity that leads us to, to generate better and better ideas that will help us better and better as well. Beautiful. I wonder, you know, if you have some words of wisdom to share for people who think that they're not, hmm, di sa science eh. Pero because of listening to stories of, peop- of people like you, biglang naging interested na maging scientist ba ng araw. So what can you share with them? So for aspiring scientists in the Philippines, find role models. So maganda nga itong ginagawa mo, Mikaela, no? Yung parang you are talking to Filipino scientists, a lot of them in the Philippines. So we need those role models so that young people will know what they can aim for. Tapos yun din, parang keep abreast of uh, opportunities within the Philippines. Yung gaya nga sinabi ko, ang dami palang projects ng DOST, so try to get to know what those are. Tapos ang goal nila actually ay to broaden the reach of DOST to places beyond NCR. So in your own province, in the next few years or right now, baka meron ng research opportunities for you to grab. So for people who think that they are not really good at science, is interested, yun, para find something that really interests you. That's from there, read more about it, ganyan, watch YouTube videos, ganyan, tapos read more, learn more, and have this growth mindset. You're not gonna learn everything today. So if you fail today or parang feeling mo sobrang boring, ganyan, just keep going at it. Tapos what matters is, is the trajectory. Just go for it, ganyan. Tapos, on the practical side, parang don't just memorize, ganyan, find the underlying principles, and keep learning. Ganyan. Tapos, 
don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. Tapos, reach out to people. Tapos, ayun, just believe in yourself. Thank you very much for sharing your time, your expertise, your experiences, and, you know, these interesting anecdotes with us. I especially enjoyed that anecdote of you, yung first experience mo communicating your research. It's such a bizarre setting. <laughs> and yung, yung reaction was pretty weird and a bit funny. I mean, di naman namin pinagtatawanan, pero it was, a, it was a very funny experience na that, that led you to, to learn or, or improve as a science communicator. And I really think our listeners are, you know, are all are better for it, for hearing your experiences. So thank you for making time in your busy schedule. And hopefully in the future, maybe you can make time ulit to be on the podcast again. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Thank you so much. I had a lot of fun talking to you, Mikael, and hope we can talk again soon. And thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ask Theory. Follow Flip Science on Facebook, at Flip Science PH on Twitter, and at Flip Facts on Instagram. And check out our official Shopee store if you want to get copies of our books, Historiang Scientifico and Science Scramble. Stay curious.